another edition of Chronic Conversations. My name is Jerry Leonard, a.k.a. Jerry Anderson. I'm here with my co-host, producer, director, beautiful wife, cook, you name it, she does it, the amazing Jennifer Leonard. Say hello to everybody. What's up? And here I have with me my friend, um, Brandon, and, and now after uh, 20 years or so of friendship, mm -hmm. I, I learned yeah. that his, his name is actually Brandon Hyman. <laughs> Not Hanman, so this is Brandon Hyman, a.k.a. Brandon Daniels, a.k.a. Uh, what was he, the Summer Stud? Or the California Stud, yeah, that was a long like time that. ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> um, we'll talk some more about that later, that question mark stuff. Mm -hmm. um, got a few things I need to cover right quick first before we get started with our chat, and then we'll jump right in. So, as we talked about before, we're a partnership with 4611, and the next 4611 promotions fight is going to be at the First Horizon Pavilion, September 17th. Um, doors open at 7, fights start at 8-ish. <laughs> Call Kevin Kenny Moore, and I'll get you that number, um, or get to me on the website, or, um, yeah, either either through Chronic Conversations or through uh, 4611, uh, both of those, and I have my Four two three. So it's four two three. Six eight two. Six eight two. Three six two zero. Three six two zero. And you can get it in him. They have forty five dollar early bird tickets. And let me tell you something. This fight is going to be worth the VIP ticket for general admission. It has so many great fights. So many great amateurs that are going to be starting their careers, and so many guys that are are fighting and clawing to be at that next level. So you know they're going to bring it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's forty-five dollars for the early bird ticket. So get with uh, 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 Sean Thompson or, or Tracy Crutcher or Kevin Kenamore or forty-six eleven or us, and, and we'll get you more information about that. General admission after the early bird will be fifty-five dollars, and the VIPs this time are only a hundred dollars. I can't remember what all is included, but there's usually some stuff included. That's um, great. Food, drinks, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a table that's really good uh, uh, seats right up there. So we're still deciding a place, a time of uh, the ghost hunt. Um, you know, Josh Downs offer. Yeah, I okay, saw you say something about that. We're going to be doing a ghost hunt. We we've broken up into the Chronic Network now, and we're going to have a Chronic Adventure show. And some of the episodes of Chronic Adventure is going to be some ghost hunt we're going to do. Okay. So on the Adventure show, DM us Chronic to let us know, or you can uh, DM uh, Josh Stone or Will, and they'll get it to Chronic. Uh, we're looking to see which one you would like to see us as first or best, or, or most be looking forward to. Some of the places we've talked about are Brushy Mountain uh, State Pen, which is supposed to be the most haunted prison in America. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, let's see. Where else? Corpsewood Manor has a very good documentary on YouTube about them. Uh, so this creepy-ass occult house built out in the middle of nowhere where these two guys get murdered and one of the guys had a premonition about it happened. Great place to go. Oh, wow. That. Uh, so that's one of the places. If you're not sure about these places, just Google and look them up. And, uh, and of course, as always, the um, Chickamauga Battlefield because it's right up the road. Well, that's and, a, yeah, that was that was one that jumped out at me when I saw yeah, and that's, post on Facebook about it was the battlefield. Yeah, and they have uh, we live so close. We've heard a bunch of creepy stories. Bunch of, yeah, heard a bunch of stories. And and Josh actually, I'll try to get those online. Has some really great pictures of some actual events that happened there. So I think that'd be a great place to do it too. And regardless of what we do first or where we go, if you have a place that you think or you'd like us to see, tell us about that place too. If it's within a reasonable range, we'll get to it. Um, but the most exciting place is going to be the South Pittsburgh Hostel, which is going to be an overnight. And that was uh, creepy too. That was creepy too. Um, I don't know if they still do 
open hunting for Hales Bar. That's one I'd definitely like to do if I could, but I don't know if it's open to do. So again, get back to us with your, your information about what you'd like to do. Now this Wednesday, uh, uh, stand-up comic and writer Bryant Smith, uh, co-host and producer Jim, like I just told y'all about, are going to join me from this game called Puff Puff Pass. So it's basically this deck of cards, and it's it's kind of a conversational game when somebody wins game. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah I'll, I'll get everybody. I'll show you this. Thanks. So this is the game here that we'll be playing. Uh, Bryant Smith and the co-host and I will be playing Wednesday. It should have some interesting uh, things with it. It has like cards like most likely to with a question. You say who could be the most likely in the group to do whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all those type of things. But basically, it, it's almost like playing quarters, but if you miss, you get to take a shot, and if you, you make it, you get to take a shot. Oh, yeah. So regardless, regardless, so regardless <laughs> it's going to be yeah. uh, it's gonna be great great fun. It's always a great time when Brian's here, and there's always a chance when we'll you know, lose our YouTube streaming rights while he's here as well. Uh -huh. so definitely don't yeah, want to. Speaking of that, how, is this PG? No, okay. this is actually explicit. Okay, it's, fantastic. It's RX. We, <laughs> you're, you're allowed. Is all this allowed. mic supposed to be blue on here? Is the mic supposed to be blue? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I have to come see what you're talking about, but I checked it beforehand and it was doing good. Okay. Give me just a second. We'll just check I just, this. I don't, I don't know. Let's head this live. We're learning. It's fun because there's no editing. We just get to wing this thing, man. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. That's good. It's all good. You can even blow that up to the biggest amount. No, I'm not touching nothing. So she is still learning. Like yeah, she's still learning. So, you know, it's the realness and rawness. And you know, like to get that started. Yeah, Stand here. This is a lot better at starting. Not at all. Yeah, Let's go ahead and get it started. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so later this week or weekend, you know, I told you about the 4611 show. We are going to be um, back in the gym talking to Coach K and some of the fighters that are going to be on the 17th card. Uh, we'll probably have some of their training and a few little sneak peeks of some other things. And eventually I want to get Coach K as, as a guest himself because he's such a, a charismatic, passionate, um, love for his community, genuine and type of guy. And uh, I really think people need to get to know him, and I hope the show is a good way to do it. So make sure you turn in, tune in, turn in, turn in, or tune in. Whatever. We did take a shot of, the, one of, them. Yeah, of the Chattanooga whiskey right beforehand. Thank you, Chattanooga whiskey, for that cast on the way. Thanks for taking a shot with me, man. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so you said you wanted to uh, talk about something, too. What was it? I forgot because that's what my brain does. But we'll go ahead and turn that right quick. Before well, I just, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, this is a. Uh, First and foremost, I guess we're going to be talking a lot of Titan football. Mm -hmm. So for any of you you guys in the Chattanooga area or the, the, the corresponding area around Chattanooga, North Georgia, if you're Titans fans, we do a watch party um, going into season three now of, of doing this watch party downtown at Parkway Courthouse. Mm -hmm. It's 801 Riverfront Parkway, and it's called Chattanooga Titans Fan Group. Um, we have a group on Facebook. You can find us, Chattanooga Titans fans, and it has really been building – and building um, the first year we started was the 2019 season when we had our nice playoff run. And, you know, there's nothing like seeing it with a bunch of other yeah, fans and, that well, share the same interest. So it, it's like family automatically. Exactly. Right? And, and, and the thing about it is, is, I mean, it started small. You know, I started, I think I, I'm the one of the OGs there and, and the official hype man of the group, if you will. Um, I try to bring game day atmosphere. Yeah, I run the show. I do the first down Titan chance. I, I get it going in there. I like to be front and center to, to get the place hyped like game day and really it's outside of being at Nissan Stadium is the best place to watch Titans football 
And yeah. we started off with a group of 10 of us, and then it grew to 20. And now, I mean, you know, on game days, it's on a small crowd. There's 30 of us. Right. And on great days, there's 60-plus of us. Right. Uh, we take over the large patio. Which is still nearly more than was in the stadium the top one. Man, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. <laughs> of course, that was down here. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. We do halftime trivia. We do game day giveaways. We are affiliated by the Titans. They they last season they were overnighting us the, oh, the wow, stuff nice. that they give us at game day. Yeah. So like you know when you go to Nissan Stadium, there's always something they're giving you a calendar, a flag, a towel, oh, shirt, something. Oh, they 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 were overnighted us several weeks. They sent us things um, from the, the the game day giveaways. They'll send us sixty right. or seventy of them to give out. Um, but it is an absolute fantastic atmosphere. Get your taking, get your taking with your belt. I love your belt. No, oh yeah, well, it actually ain't my belt. It's it's a, it one of the guys, the guys that, that comes. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and we just have a slew of fantastic things. Yeah, yeah. Parkway for us has great food. It's a New Orleans Cajun style restaurant. Okay. Um, really good wings. Uh, so anywhere from snacks yeah. to actual meals. Yeah, their food's great. Drinks are great. They got good prices on beer. Uh, but it is the atmosphere is fantastic. So if you are in the local area, if you're looking for a place to watch Titans football, I highly suggest that you make it out the Parkway this season because this season is going to be one you don't want to miss. Right. And you definitely it's, ain't going to want to miss it at Parkway Four. Especially House. the way we've been looking. We talked about that a little bit before, and, and that is uh, the way our team's looking. Though it's still preseason, they're looking pretty fucking good, and them beating Tampa Bay left, uh, like I said, a pretty sweet taste in my mouth. Well, any time that you beat a team that Brady's on, whether he played or not, right, right. it's, right. it's always I mean, it's a, To me, it's it's just the principle of it. You know, we beat the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's, yeah, it's their time. first loss since the Super Bowl. I mean, even though the loss don't yeah. count, whatever. Right. People people need to start talking about us, right? Like, well, they've been talking about us since the Julio trade. This team has gotten a lot of hype. I mean, that, the national media, the narrative for us, essentially, is that our offense is Super Bowl ready. But everybody's questioning our defense. What the, right. what third defense down, going to do? readiness. Well, I mean, last year we were the worst in the league on third down. And not right. just worst in the league, but like an historic bad on third down conversion. Matter right. of fact, I just wrote it down. We were 32nd on third down percentage, and I think we gave up like 53% of third downs. Yeah, and they were third, and some of them would be third and longs. Yeah. I mean, third and tens, third and fifteens, and they're converting. Uh, that's bad. I mean, we only had 19 sacks on defense last year. We only had 15 interceptions. Um, we were 28 or so points allowed a game. I mean, 28 right. yards allowed. It was it was. We struggled last year on defense, and yet we still won 11 games, won the AFC South. You know, unfortunately, had the wild card loss to Baltimore. But if you look at, at what the offense is, yeah, we we averaged 31 points a game last year in scoring. We were the number two so yard really, in yards. To keep them from scoring or keep them from getting first down. Yeah, that's how close we really are. I mean, we beat the top teams. Uh, uh Hill's ratings are just as high as just about is my own. Anybody else's ratings out there right now? So it's really hard. To, well, I mean, you know, why I mean, do you think we're we're not getting the love that we we feel like we deserve? I mean, well, we always feel like we deserve it because we're Titans. Well, but. first off, I mean, we're a small market team, so we don't get the recognition that I mean, even bad teams in big markets get covered more nationally than we do. Right. Yeah. Because we're a small market team, and right. we, you know, we don't have a lot of national televised right. games. Right. Uh, you know. The, you know, national ESPN news reporters and stuff don't watch Titans football. They get highlights of us, and that's about it. Nobody really pays attention to what we're doing. Right. So that's one reason why the recognition isn't there. 
Okay. But but when and that's and I have I've had this argument and I was in Atlanta two weeks ago and I was on a train arguing with fellow Titans fans about what Tannehill is and what he's done since he's been the starter in Tennessee right. and how statistically speaking he is a top five quarterback. I mean, like if you, you look can't at argue the, that. the look numbers on paper say he's a top five. Right. Yeah. Now, does that mean that that there are there aren't five other quarterbacks that if I was building a franchise that I would probably that I'd take before Tannehill? Quite possibly, especially right. when you consider age and things. But what he's done in Tennessee, the system fit, and, and then, of course, the weapons around him that's helped and Tannehill he propel it. it. And he keeps propelling himself forward. I mean, but, out, right? but if you look at this last year, I mean, 315 completions out of 481 attempts for 65.5% completion percentage, 3,819 passing yards, 33 passing touchdowns, seven picks. That's great numbers. Then you add on the fact that he carried the ball 43 times for another 266 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. He accounted for 40 touchdowns last year. Now, he's 18 and 8 as a starter in Tennessee. He's got the, he's like first in four quarter comebacks, fourth in game, or first in game winning drives. Mm -hmm. His touchdown to interception ratio is like second or third, only behind like Aaron Rodgers, really. I think he's second. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy has been balling. And in my argument, everybody says, well, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. And don't get me wrong, Derrick Henry is right. a bad oh, motherfucker. Yes, That's, yes. I mean, he is the king That's for delightful. a reason. Yeah, yeah. But the same Derrick Henry was only averaging like 67 yards per game with Mariota in at quarterback before Tannehill took over in 2019. Right. Same offensive coordinator, same head coach, same personnel. The only difference, the only change. Very similar play calling, correct? For the most part, for I think so, part. yes. I mean, With a few little... New additives that we have thrown in here and there. And well, the, the biggest, the, well, the the biggest difference to me is execution. And you know me, uh-huh. I was a big Marcus Mario guy. Absolutely, yeah. Massive fan of Marcus. And I thought Marcus, I still, I still, still argue. Well, I'll still, still argue this day he didn't get a fair shot. Right. I don't think five he, five O season five years with three different head coaches. It's hard. It's hard to like another story and a whole other rabbit trail. But I don't think Fancian was given. He wasn't either. The, the, the no, we can talk like fast yeah. and have that discussion yeah. too. Yeah. But staying just in this realm right now and where we're at, when Mariota was playing the first six and a half weeks before he got benched in 2019, yeah. our offense was averaging 16 points a game. <coughs> in week seven, we made the switch to Ryan Tannehill. And our offense went from averaging 16 points a game to 30 points a game. And there was only one change made. Yeah. And it was the guy under center. Yeah. For whatever reason, it clicked with Tannehill. <clears throat> He's a guy, too, if you notice. And, I, and him, the difference between him and Marcus, and you know me well enough, too, and this is why you, you bring me on this podcast like, to, to, walk, to talk Titans ball you. Yes. It's because I don't miss a snap. Yeah. I haven't missed a snap of Titans ball and. 12 years to be, I mean, probably longer than that. We'll say 12 just to be nice about it. We, we talked about it on the Forgotten episode. This is basically a redo for people who don't know. We yeah. saved like a good hour or more of an amazing <coughs> fucking tights episode. And, and this I, was back in February. Back in February. And I did not save it properly, so it totally disappeared. We're shooting live on YouTube now, so we won't have those problems. We're good. Right. Um, At least this one ain't getting lost. This one is not getting lost. It'll be up on the website and, and everything else. Well, and 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 I miss a snap a ball, and I'll tell you, Marcus got well. First off, in the 2018 season when he had the nerve injury to his elbow, you know he lost like half the feeling in his hand. He couldn't feel his his ring finger and pinky finger on his throwing hand yeah, yeah. for like 
I don't know, 10 weeks yeah. or some shit. He was throwing, he was gripping the football and gripping and ripping on a hand that he can't feel. Yeah. His whole hand. Yeah. So he's gripping the ball into three fingers. <coughs> his thumb and his two fingers. Right. I mean, he still played well. Okay. Like, it wasn't his full potential. It wasn't his full potential, but also he kept getting hammered. Yeah. He got gunshot, man. In week two of the 2019 yeah. season against Jacksonville, he got sacked nine times against the Jags, bro. You 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 gonna start getting gun shy. He, he's starting to question his own decision making. Yes, I felt like because he, was, he didn't want to turn the ball over. No, and so he questioned. He wouldn't grip it, rip it. And then if his first read wasn't there or secondary wasn't there, he's looking down at the line trying to figure out where he's running. He yeah because he's so damn scared he's about to get hit. Right. And eventually that caused him to be sacked more. And I don't think he trusted his decision making like he did when he was. Oh, he didn't. Uh, in college, either, and if he would have trusted it more, like when he was at well, Oregon, well, I mean, just like Ryan's doing. Problem. He just, yeah. When I say grip it, rip it, is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like Ryan sees it, he fires it. Right. You know, trust in what he's doing, trust his accuracy, and and without hesitation, you know, just making that decision, and you see it, you go with it, and a lot of times that, I mean, that's the change. So maybe more that's a change in their playing. It, yeah. Well, yeah, just not trusting it. You know. And not believing in getting in that window. And I've seen I've seen Marcus footballs in tight windows. Marcus, but at the end of the day, whether it was a com- and it was a combination it shows of shows how mental the game was. It was a com- right? it yeah. was a combination of, of the unfair disadvantage that he didn't have or that he did have going through five OCs and three head coaches. Mm-hmm. And then Tannehill coming in a system that he came into Tennessee learning, sit on the bench and could learn the book. Mm-hmm. But when he came in, he played with instinct. He yeah. played fast, he played smart, hard. he trusts his decisions, yeah. and in turn, and he's accurate as shit. He believes so, himself from day one, even when he was a failure, he well, used those to learn things. Well, here's the thing. Ask, if, you, if you listen to Tannehill, he'll tell you yeah. that his opportunity being taken away from him as a, going from a starter in Miami to a backup in Tennessee, you What's start, when, when, you, when it's taken from you, yeah. you start to um, um, love it a little more, or you cherish well, that opportunity too. more. Right. So when it was given back to him as an opportunity to 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 be the man again, mm-hmm. well now you take it a little more seriously probably. Right. You right. you you, you want to nurture that more and build and, and grow and, and and control it and maintain it. Mm-hmm. And and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's kind of what he's done. And he dudes balling. And I don't <coughs> expect it to drop off. And how could it drop off? Right. AJ Brown is going into year three. He's since he's been here two two years. He's been in the league. First year in the league, I don't even have to write these down because I, right. I already know them. Fifty-two catches for a, a thousand, I believe it was a thousand nine yards, nine receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Last year, seventy receptions, a thousand seventy-five yards, eleven receiving touchdowns, fifteen point four yards average catch, and his rookie year he averaged twenty yards a catch. Wow. Okay, We're fucking ridiculous. Right. The dude's a monster. He's pure number one, and now you line Julio up across from him. And everybody worry about the health of Julio. And, and with any NFL team, health is a determining factor. I feel like we're the closest but better version of the McNair team that went to the Super Bowl. Dude, I don't think – well, the defense for the for that team was better than our they defense right now. Yes, they were they we had a freaking Javon Kirsten drafted. But, but uh, this is the best offense we've ever seen. Yeah. This is the best offense – if it works out on paper, or if it works out like it looks like on paper, we're scoring thirty a game. If we can keep them to a touchdown a game, right? I mean, theoretically, to, dude, we could we could average, we could give up, you know, seven. Which we've done some of those game. big scoring teams. But I'm trying to. The thing about this is, when I say this, might this might. 
if everybody stays healthy. Yes. And that's a big if. But but that's what any NFL team yeah, is. It is. If, the, if the Chiefs started dropping like flies, if Kelsey went down and Hill went down, and or God forbid Patrick Mahomes goes down, yeah, that, yeah. it's over with. That's it's over. Saints <coughs> in Tennessee. If Derek goes down or Tannehill goes down, it's a wrap. Right. You know, but Julio going but down rest, might not be a wrap. What I was fixing to say, we have enough monster players now where I feel like one or two of them go down. But if down, still, not with, if Derek or Tannehill well, down, those we're two are gone. The, the but yeah, if AJ Julio missing time off and all, right. and that doesn't necessarily have to be a big deal. If you haven't watched Titans preseason, let me tell you the depth at wide receiver is rather nice. But if they stay healthy, this might be a historic offense. I mean, not just Titans historic, because the Titans offense last year was historic. Right, right. For the Titans. And had uh, Corey Davis not dropped four balls or so in the last game, and he broke a thousand yards because he was sixteen yards away from a thousand yard season too. He had nine hundred eighty four receiving yards. He had sixteen more yards. He's a thousand yard receiver. That means we have a two thousand yard rusher and two one thousand yard receivers with AJ Brown and Corey Davis. And looking at and numbers, there's Tannehill ain't ain't shit. And That's, I say I say we had two one thousand yard receivers. Team, right? As people fans from our own some fa- some fans from our own team, other people that are not fans of our team it doesn't matter. I had to quit most of those because. To be Titans fans, they were the bitchiest, oh, whiniest, yeah. unsupportive fucking uh-huh. fans, fair weather fans. Our fans, like, our fans in general, and if Titans fans are listening, y'all need to pick it, pick it up because y'all fucking up. suck. I've supported this team, and I know you have through thick and thin, thick good and, and bad. Thin. You know, we, and, 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 yet, and that's yet people, and that's why people look at me and they say, yeah, well, you're biased about your opinion of your team. And I say, yeah, there's some bias there. There's always yeah, going to be more love, but, but hey, yes, right. right. Also, I'm also realistic. You didn't see me sitting in the Jake Locker years going, well, winning the Super Bowl this right, year. Look right, at all right, this talent. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, every year we have hopes that we can do better, okay? As Titan fans, we always have that hope that next year we'll do better. The last couple years or the first couple years, and especially with us. For a long time. In a long time. It ain't against, about being better or having to win a season. It's about Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Now I believe we can go and win the Super Bowl. I don't believe there is on our best day a team out there that can beat us, even with Brady and Tampa Bay. Oh, on our best day, I don't think anybody would beat us. Not with this. I mean, look, the defense is in question, but yeah, like I said, we won eleven games last year with a defense that was ranked twenty ninth. Is there anything that we didn't do all season that you wish we had done? Well, I mean, we could talk all day about what I'd like to see, right? Because, but, because, but. Within working within the cap that we're working with, which is basically none at this point. I mean, we I don't we do not have a lot left in cap space. What is? I forgive me for not knowing his name, but let me give a shout out real quick to the former general manager Floyd Reese. Floyd Reese, yeah, just passed away. Yeah, um, yeah condolences. Yeah, condolences. Our opinion. I hope they put a sticker somewhere on the back of our hammer this year, man. Yeah, I know they do that sometimes. Something just something on there. That, that, and I imagine that they, I can imagine they're gonna have because that's who got well, us. They put him in the, they put him in our play. ring of honor this year in the stadium, and they announced that. Isn't Robinson basically uh, uh, was what he was mentored by him? That's who he brought in. Was is no, that correct? No, no. So Robinson worked with Floyd Reese in New England. Yeah, I remember that. Because when okay. Floyd Reese, when Floyd Reese, it wasn't really doing that great. He went to New England organization, and. I don't even know his role in New England, what he was doing. I don't think mm-hmm. he was like full blown GM. He wasn't because they mm-hmm. don't, they don't let. I mean, Belichick pretty much is everything over there. But he was doing something. And Robinson at the time was working in their scout department. 
But see, then Robinson went to Tampa Bay and became their what was he over there for one season? I want to say that he was general manager there for a season or one step under. I can't remember, man, because I spoke a long week. But, um, that happens. We forget a lot of stuff on this show. It's okay. This but he went to Tampa for one year, and then we went and got him yeah. to yeah. the uh, our, our GM. And boy, what a, what a what fantastic season. He reminds me of him maybe just in the, the style players he brings in. It's almost like he knows how to plug holes. He's like, a smart guy. When they used to talk about the Tennessee Vols, sorry guys, <laughs> they're they're breaking us in the wall. You know, they're building brick by brick. Like I feel like we're doing what they always wish they could have done. Like I really feel like every year our wall gets fucking <coughs> stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and well, you know, we're one, we're only one of three teams in, in, in NFL that have five consecutive winning seasons. Right. You know who those other two teams are? Who are the other two teams? The Chiefs and the Seahawks. I was going to say Chiefs, but it was just a guess. The Chiefs and the Seahawks are the only two teams, or the only two other teams beside us that have had five consecutive winning seasons. That is, uh, and people don't realize how good that the that we've been that good, but it's because we were nine and seven, nine and seven wild card, you know, nine and seven no play, you know, nine and seven wild card, and boom, we win the AFC Championship, and everybody's like, oh shit. Yeah. And then nobody so we knew during the wild card when that was happening. We knew we saw something on the fucking horizon, didn't we? We knew that just just above the horizon that well, we were going to get to this point. At least I felt like we were. At least for me, it was for me. I, mean, I didn't know when. I didn't know how fast. In nineteen, like looking at us getting in. I mean, we went to New England first. Yeah. And you know, I knew New England wasn't what they were. You know, like their offense wasn't good with Brady that year, and the weapons weren't either. But it was for me as a Titans fan. Look, I hate Tom Brady. I'll continue on that for a second. But I was going to say, I really want to be a Titans fan. It's a lot of years that have been saying Tom Brady, but I don't have to talk to you. Right? In fact, it didn't last half the New England Patriots. So,
Some bitches and won seven of them, and then he went to another team without Belichick and won another one. They gave him the like offense on a platter and said, "Here you go, do what the fuck you want." And that that kind of you know the that should end the the Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady the star of that. Well, game. it just it, shows it you just goes to like work. Like after that happens, you just got to like, all right, damn it, yeah, he's a goat. Like, and you got to respect what he's done. And, and he's in the NFC, so I don't give a shit. Because the only time we're right. going to see him is in the Super Bowl this year. And that'll be just fine with me. That, he that wins is, them every other year. So if he goes back, he's losing this year. And it's going to be the two-tone blue. Man. Definitely my dream would be to go and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Like, I always enjoyed seeing him get beat by the Giants and, and, and so forth. So it's really to, to put a cherry on top of everything. And not only to win the Super Bowl, but not win the Super Bowl. But to do it beating fucking Tom Brady would be crazy. And speaking... Uh, which, too, we were just talking about the preseason games. So the last preseason game is the Bears. Is that correct? Yep. Um, what do we have left to learn about the guys that are left? Well, I mean, I don't the, – the, the the receiving core is not locked yet. There's, like, there's some dudes make, like pushing to make the roster. This Mason Kansas right. dude, number 12, got, got like six catches, 50-something yards and a touchdown, gets the bucks. Uh, when, when I was there in Atlanta, he caught four balls, three, three or four balls. He had like three first down receptions on third down. Like he's a little dude, he's a little white dude. Uh, but I mean, he's making plays. I don't know. I still think he's gonna make the roster. But he's right. gonna go. He's probably gonna go get on somebody's, somebody's roster or a practice squad somewhere and have an opportunity to potentially play. Is there anybody that you think that? We need Desperate to go ahead and have to say well, snatch up because well, we don't want oh, him going to another team. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? that who knows what gonna happen right like the final roster cuts are made there's always turnaround with, with every three, three game preseason well i mean but after the 17 game season things how much does that change or affect things do you think depends on injury and stuff really but i mean like as far as like well as far as like the top 53 man like the starters are set outside of i'd even say right tackle set for right now tyson braylo's going to take that spot right um, so really, everybody said the defensive starters. Are pretty, I mean, they're going to rotate at corner. I, I think they're going to start off with Jack Rabbit Jenkins and Christian Fulton on the outside, and, and Farley and um, Elijah Molden are going to be rotating at nickel, or maybe Farley will rotate out with Jack Rabbit or something. They might have him on the outside more, but I'm not sure Farley's starting right away. But he's going to play a lot, and Molden's going to play a lot. Did you see? I mean, the dude in. That was a dude in Tampa Bay wrecking every fucking thing. Yeah. The little corner, number 24, he ducked yeah. up under the, the O-line. He ducked up under two O-linemen and sacked, dude. He he, he made a, uh, a tackle for loss when he blew up a wide receiver screen. Uh, he had a ball that he was in good coverage and hit him in the back of the head, pop up, get picked. Like, the kid was everywhere. Right. Like, and then Tyron Matthew, safety for the Chiefs, gets on social media and says, every team in football are going to be mad passing up number 24 talking about the uh, Titans. I say, and I'm telling you, like you just watched the instinct. He's gonna be that one. There's instinct. Right? Yeah. Like, well, Caleb Farley's tall and athletic and fast as shit, and I think Caleb Farley's gonna be still being stay healthy. But right now, he's ready because see, Farley didn't play last year in college. He opted yeah. out because of COVID, so he's right, just right. not get back and like 
on the field running around because it's a back surgery suit. Mm-hmm. It's going to take him a minute. Elijah Molden played last year. Elijah Molden's ready to go. He's ready to go. And that boy, didn't give, go. that boy didn't give up a red zone touchdown in college playing in the slot. Like, and you watch him just his instincts shoot to the ball. Watch Elijah Molden. Uh, who's now our starting strong safety. Watch him too. How how are we? I know that we're really good once we get in the red zone. Uh, uh, nowadays, but how how good are we when the other team gets there? As well, last year we were horrible. Right. I have, mean, have we cinched that up any? Is there anything? Well, I mean, Bud Dupree is a is a good you know good outside linebacker who, assuming his ACL surgery is good and he's good to go, right. should make an impact. Uh, what's his first name? Aud- his name's Audrey. He's a D. He's a he's an end or it's a D end. We got from the Colts, and he had like eight sacks last year. I think right. he's going to be a big deal a lot. Beside Jeffrey Simmons, who's also coming in his third year, and big Jeff Simmons is a bad motherfucker. He made top 100 NFL players this year. Like, dude, he's he's going to we got a monster up. team again. All healthy. I feel like we got a monster team again. There's that defense is so different. We don't know it's yet, different. right? But how to test out? But but that, but what you noticed this year versus what you didn't watch and see last year is we got speed out there now, bro. Yeah. Last year we had Michael Butler, who's not fast. Yeah, with John, with fucking Jonathan Joseph out there, like thirty-six shows down. Well, on, on third and close, we'd would be third and six, and the corners would be off fourteen yards, you know, or ten yards off the receiver. I don't know how many times I've seen the part where I watched my buddies and and watched Jonathan Joseph line up ten yards off the receiver on a third and eight, and I'd go slant. It, it's going to be a slant, yeah, because Joseph's so far off. It's a slant on Joseph's side. It's the first easy first down, and it was right, like right. four in a row. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm flipping out at Parkway, bro. I'm right, like, yeah. what oh, are you, I'm like, I can see it right here. Why are you guys letting this happen? That's the atmosphere. I haven't, I haven't gotten to see it in that atmosphere, so I'm definitely looking forward to coming down there as well as I'm looking forward. Let me go ahead and give a special shout-out to my wife and co-host, Jim, who, for our anniversary, oh, got yeah. us opening day tickets versus Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to tell her a little story real quick. You did a great job there, yo. Yeah, that's, yeah. She's she's amazing in, in so many ways. I could literally fill up a whole show with the way she's amazing and how she helps me out in, in my life. But when we when she first hit it up, we had just started talking. And I'm in Arizona. I'm a wrestler. I'm a worker. So a lot of times they put bullshit online. So she's like, is this dude really single? Because I've been married 20 years. Is this dude really in Arizona? So she's striking up some conversation. In a conversation, she happens to say, so are you an Arizona Cardinals fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I reckon like, Bitch, we can stop talking right now. I was like, fuck you talking about, (laughs) Actually, we had talked for hours before that. Yeah. And then I was watching TV, and the Cardinals happened to be playing, so I thought, shit. Right, you just got the next Conversation starter, right? No, I didn't think it's funny because I would have been the same way. I'd be like, hold on a second. Hell no. Automatic reaction. Like, it wasn't something I thought about. Just just like anybody asking you, you a something, something fast. Like, fuck no, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 You know, I started. Yeah, like, I'll switch like a little. Switch. Oh, yeah. We're kind of wrestler, wrestler, bro. Yeah. But anyway, she uh, discovered I was a Titans fan. has since become a Titans fan uh, as well. Who who was talking about Marcus? You ain't got no choice around here. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of choice, but she's become a great fan and she got me those tickets. And that's our little story about how we met. And I thought it was cute. So I just wanted to. No, it was awesome, man. Sure, Listen, man. you did a great job with that. Yeah. Way, way to get the tickets. This is my first game since me and Brandon went. Me and Brandon went to a game when 
literally a guy named Clipboard Jesus was the quarterback. <laughs> or that was real name? Pac-Man, you know, they're not. Pac-Man was you on the other side. Clipboard you know, Jesus because that was yes. a nickname that was going around. I'm Charlie Whitehurst. Yes, I do remember that name. See, this, look at this guy, bro. Listen, I spoke a lot with my memory. Shit, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but Titan stuff, I don't know. With this it, yeah, and after all these scars, that's, yeah, I'm taking way too many yeah, I didn't. I Not that I was real smart to begin with, or had a great memory, so you had <laughs> all the rest of it. Well, I speaking just, of how we met, so we met in pro wrestling, okay, when we were first getting in. And, and our little uh, romantic story is <laughs> uh, I'd already taken a shine to him, anyway. He's a little charismatic kid. And, and well, I gotta was, say, I broke in too when I was 16 years yeah, old. Yeah. I was a kid. I like, I like that you had confidence in yourself, where a lot of people we talked about found it either threatening or, or just outright thought it was um, disrespectful at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I caught hell. And it was never... <laughs> but I liked him. I, I, I liked him. I, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and, and I picked up that he was a good dude right off. But what nailed it home is he came into a show, and my eye was caught exactly um, the fucking about. Tennessee Titan symbol necklace, and I was like, well, God damn. I was like, man, I knew there's a reason I liked you so much, <laughs> like why we connect the way we did. And that was just like, it literally immediately took our friendship to another Oh, level. yeah, because now we had something to bullshit. About. Now we had something to bullshit. Yeah, about. we had, we could talk yeah, about outside, of, well, outside of wrestling. There weren't a lot of times at the time. No, well, not just that, but like, some of the we could talk about, we could bullshit. We were, we were already, this is where the term bullshit is not fair, though. We weren't right, bullshit right. about wrestling because I was a youngster and I wasn't talking much. Right, right. Even though that was the perception, yeah. I wasn't talking no, much. No. But I would sit and, you know, like, listen. Mm -hmm. You had something to say to me. You know, when we, and I could, I, you were one of the only people in that locker room when I came in that I had, I took a, I felt took a liking to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, outside of my trainer. Yeah. You know, Jason, you know, Sky Adams, uh, obviously. And you know, and what's funny, you won't believe this, but Rex took a locket to you too. You just don't believe that because the way he treated you at the beginning. But the reason he treated you like that is because he did believe in you. But he wanted to bring you up to no, be and a he, certain way too. Well, and he listen. I would love to give the Rex story if I could. Yeah. Man, go right on ahead. I mean, if I could, if I could do this, jump right on. And ahead. I don't know how long you want to run because we can go, run this we, shit forever. We run it. Just go right on ahead, bro. Listen, man. We just a little bit. The Re time, Rex bro. was supposed. To train me, guys. Like, and I don't know. Like, listen, Rawhead Rex. I'm 16 years old and 155 pounds, and you know, there's this big, thick, six, you know, foot beard. Like, at the yeah, time. beard. Like people, like grown men respect of Rex and respect Shad Rex. Bald head, goatee, super intense. One of my best mentors. And, and yeah, I mean, I, and look, he was supposed to train me. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the guy to meet at the building the night that I was meeting Robbie to train. To, for my first right. session, something shout happened. Out to Robbie, what's up, Robbie? Yeah, shout out Robbie Griffin. I love him too. Yes, and Kim. Kim Toys, Kim. But he couldn't make it for some reason, and Robbie got Jason to come instead. Sky, Jason Bible, love you. Thank you, such. Uh, I would. I would. Eighteen. I wouldn't have been eighteen in the house. I wouldn't have been what I. I wouldn't have been what I was if it wasn't for Sky. Right. That was that was a perfect trainer for me. Yeah, yeah. Sky. Yeah. <laughs> so he came instead. Everything's going good. I'm picking stuff up really fast. And this is where for guys that, that might watch this, I swear, look, it's just the fucking truth, okay? We're grown men. Just fuck, just deal with it. I was supposed to train in, they said, four to six months. You know, and I'm doing it twice a week. Right. 
for an hour at a time, hour to hour and a half. You right. know, and I'm paying for my sessions. Like this wasn't when training was free. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm paying. When for we my... started, you had to you had to earn respect in multiple ways. One, be willing to pay for it because that kept a lot of the riffraff out. Absolutely. You had to be willing to pay for yeah. it. Uh, nowadays, not so much. I ref. Yeah. I was ref. at the show every Saturday. And I refereed. Refereed. You yeah. know. But so, I mean, there's a lot of the respect stuff. But just in general, like I remember being told, you know, four or six months. And I trained in six weeks. So if you do the math on that, that's t- that's twelve training sessions. Yeah, yeah. Between an hour and an hour and a half at a time. So we're talking somewhere between I don't know twelve to seventeen hours. Probably want to have seventeen in. Yeah. Before like I kind of just got through in the fucking ring because Jason looked at Robbie one night when y'all needed a hour shorter man. Somebody that's needed to wrestle Chris Cage and Jason looked at them and was like, "We ain't fucked up." You know, <laughs> especially because you were you were already you, you were pretty naturally athletically gifted um, as you started, yes, and that yes. that kind of gives you a head start. Pro wrestlers, the actual stuff you learn may be able to be learned in about six weeks, but the real learning the real learning is no, you always next, learn. The next, the next, the next twenty years, ten years, you know, years as long as you're wrestling, you're learning. Yeah, and that's where like, I, and I'm also like, I would never sit here and bullshit anybody. But right now. And I would be scared to fucking death to go work a 20-minute match. Right. I don't know that I could put one together. Right. It's been six years. Right. Do I think I could physically go work one 20 minutes? No. Right. Now, could I go work eight? Well, you yes. So I think so. You, you know how to work around it, but, but we also know that it wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't be you. No, it it's not. it wouldn't be the same running down as you Water watch. down. Versus yeah, it'd be a water. Right. Exactly. I don't want to do that either. No, no. You know, but. I'm the same. And. Gotta get the. I, I gotta tell the right story though. So anyway, I trained fast, man. I did. I trained fast, and I was a quick learner, and I <laughs> I loved it though too. That's another thing people don't that don't want to don't want to put into this is that to to be good at it, you have to fucking love it. And at that point, there's sacrifice that comes in. That no matter what level you do it at, there's sacrifice if you don't love or have passion for it. But the, if you're gonna be good, you gotta love it. You got to. You know to what make I'm sacrifices to get better because just, to, just in general learn and then that's the you job. can I know some of the most athletic dudes ever that wouldn't be good pro wrestler. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Bill yeah. Goldberg is an athlete and he's not a good worker. No, no. I mean, there's a he lot was, of those. He's charismatic and popular, which is different. No, and a great athlete. He's a pro football. Player. Right, right. But there's different kinds of athleticism. But is he a fucking pro wrestler? There's football. There's combat. Well, there's also guys that can do everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, outside of a ring, I'm the clumpiest motherfucker you ever met. I walk into everything. I trip over shit. I pour shit on myself. I can never get on my kids growing up because I pour so much shit on my I didn't put this shirt on until the show started. So, you know, I, so I didn't fuck it up. So, you know. Well, and that's where it just, look, man, I just trained fast. And, yes, it, like, but I also never did, like, I didn't get the, like, I didn't want to carry myself. Like in a locker room full of grown men, I'm 16. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to walk around like shoulders down, no, you know, or like my head down, down or like wanna... you know, being like acting like I'm intimidated. Yeah. So I walked up. Yeah. And 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 carried myself with a certain confidence, confidence yeah. that was conscrewed to to arrogance or cockiness or whatever the fuck they that I got labeled as for a long time because they didn't they did not Here's only did I carry it. Never thought of. Let me tell you something you never thought of. Your character, Brandon Daniels, was so good, and you were so good and natural at it, that they had trouble sometimes differentiating what you did out there in the ring 
versus... Well, that's who you were yeah, backstage. That, that, you're who, completely different people. Like you said, you were a quiet guy who listened. I never had any trouble with you working out things for a match. I never, you know, there was never any disrespecting me, anything. And it was always fun. It was always a, a, a great match. Um, and with Rex, I think it just... Whatever the word was, so he liked to put the pressure on me a little bit. But he had me come down. But he had me come down to the training to, to training one Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I show up. And Rex is there. I get there, and and Twiggy's in there. Yeah, he's rocking up in the ring. He's brought. He's down to, to, to work out with me, and basically looked at me and said, "Kid, we're gonna find out. You know, like you, you think you're good? We're about to find, find out if you're good. You know." And uh, me and Ace just tied up and just did some chain stuff, you know, and just, just you know, nothing, nothing crazy, just simple stuff, but, and just flowed, flowed you know, and, and we just went, and went until Rex said, all right, like, y'all are good, and I went, I, like, set up on the top turnbuckle, and we were, like, in the corner of the Rex, like, Rex is over here, and I remember just kind of looking at Rex, and he just looking at me, man, man. Good job, he walks away. And like he, that he alone does, was like, woo! He doesn't just hand shit like that out, those compliments. If he tells you something like that, he's like Woody. If, if you get a compliment oh, yeah. from Woody or, or they tell you you oh, a yeah. match or something like that. Because Woody will also look at you and go, oh, it's you, shit. Yeah, he'll tell you when it's the drizzling shit. So <laughs> yeah. That's why I love it. It's, there's too many answers backstage nowadays. And I don't think there's enough of people being held accountable for the types of matches they have. Right. Because a lot of guys are either having matches for the boys in the back or for the promoter or for friends out in the crowd. Um, back when we did it, we, we were taught in even roundabout ways that the crowd was a part of the show and they need to be included in it. And too many times wrestlers today, I don't think, include the, the, the crowd. They get it. You know, they're right. in on it. Let them be a part of the show, well, that's, too. You have to. You have to. Well, and, you know, but, and, and so that's, after that, I wrestled him for the first time with you. Remember, you and him tagged against me and Scott. I don't know how well you remember this. Because I was baby. so damn scared. Nothing you got to remember, I ain't even been in the ring. Right. I, I, I'm probably six months in at this right. point. Yeah. And maybe not even. Probably not even. And it's y'all. And I was so super, like, I'm, and I'm taking heat. I'm super. I like. I don't know. Take a heat means he was the one that was going to get his ass whooped. Ass whooped the whole time. <laughs> so I, I knew you. Were, I was super convinced Jerry's taking care of me. Like, I ain't got to worry about Jerry. Rex on the other hand was scared to death. This dude could murder because he has murdered people in the ring. Basically, he's <laughs> and, and another guy relating to his new Jack. Like this dude's fifty years old right now, and his level of skill is up to where you still don't want to fuck with. Yeah, and I got in there that night, and you know who beat the hell out of me? Jerry Anderson. <laughs> Rex was, uh, he just, he, he was super light, you know, yeah. like, he, I didn't, other than him chopping me, I didn't feel shit, you he, know. So, so and, like, and I knew that, like, it was another step of me going, like, hey, like, he, like he's got a, a liking for me. Yeah. And then, years later. And I've run into him time and two since then, and we've had some conversations and stuff. But like years later, it's like 2013. So this is like 10 years in. We go to work for him on Class Ring Road, Class Ring Zelly. Yeah, yeah. Me and Johnny. Yeah. And he puts us in my main event. And I'm working heel because Johnny's been running face around here everywhere. So I'm working heel. 
And Rex is booking it. Rex booked his bride and him and Danny Marlowe. Yeah. And shout out to Danny Marlowe. Yeah. Danny, shout out to Danny Marlowe. Yes, sir. And they put us on semi, and me and Johnny go out and just we just tear the fucking house down. That's always but, that's uh, Johnny Rock. Johnny Rock. Oh, that's my road dog. My best, my best He's, friend, uh, him and Jason. Like my, without them, my Brandon Daniels wouldn't been around near as long. Those dudes are my, my road one dog. Of best, best programs dog. ever. Tagging with uh, uh, Marcus and Sons of Sin. Oh, so Y'all, that that was the way. That was such great storytelling, and everybody. Biggest pop I ever heard. Actually, yeah, that was for for the amount of people in the building. For the amount of people, yeah. but I mean, that was the only that time. was a pop for three, four hundred people, as opposed to I've been, I've, I've heard pops for seven hundred people that weren't near. I've time. been from twenty five hundred. Yeah, they, so, and they were no, they were loud, but right. it was also open. Yeah, but we were in that small building. There's three hundred fifty people, and dude, and my they, ears were ringing. Yes, I went deaf like yes. for half a second when that that three count. We happened. did it right. We we told a good story. Y'all beat the hell out of me too that night. With an ending, we had the crowd expecting something, and and we did something that very few people were able to do in this day and time, and that was swerve the crowd. And it was it was uh it was great. That was fun, man. Like. I, I took a beating that night too, but it, but it was it was fun. It's so like, fun, yes. You know, just being there and we're being there with the boys too in front of the crowd, knowing we're doing the the job we're doing because yeah. of the response we're getting. That's yeah. what feeds it more. You know, and it, it goes back to what I was saying with the rest. Like, look, I just loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And I eventually, like that match that showed that him and Danny booked me and Johnny in. Like, Rex stood out and watched that whole match. It's on YouTube. That's the only reason I know, because I went back and watched it. I know he stared at the curtain the whole time. I mean, I remember, like, bits and pieces of him being there when I was looking around and engaging. Right. But he's there. He watched the whole thing right there by the curtain. Uh, and when we get back in the back, he's just shooting compliments. Like, that. I don't. He, you don't hear Rawhead Rex do no. it. It made me feel like, holy shit, I earned something. Yeah. And the biggest you compliment, and the big, biggest compliment that I can get from him is that when I was debating on jumping back in it mm-hmm. a few months ago, he met me out at TWE in Red Bank. Shout out to Jaden Newton, who is a bad motherfucker, too. Eight years strong. Jaden um, Newton is a bad dude. He is. He has put in the work like nobody I've ever seen in wrestling to be the, the man he is. Uh, a lot of people that have just came up upon him recently may think this is an overnight thing or that he was always this good. No, uh, he, not that he was worked. ever bad, no, he but worked. he was green for a long time. But he pushed through and, and did seminars and trained. And sweat and, and put in the time, in the, uh, yeah. from promos to to in ring to, to everything you can think of. And now Jay he's, Newman, a, he's Jay a level Newman, wrestler for sure. Jay Newman's better. Brandon Daniels was like from what I've been seeing lately. Like I'm super impressed with Jay Newman. And like I thought, I live myself. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and you have to that business. Here's here's what people don't understand. It's like any other actual sport. You have to be a little selfish, a little egotistical, and a little cocky. Yeah, because you're by your fucking self. And a lot of that sometimes may stem from actually insecurities that we have. Oh, and that oh man, you those fill <laughs> in where those insecurities leave holes, right? So we yeah, our cockiness comes from a place of in, insecurity as well. Well, so you ever listen to Ric Flair talk? Who, who everybody considers one of the greatest people ever. Backstage, yeah. But you know what he also says? Yeah, he says. Whatever you do best, fucking show it. Show it. And yeah. he, he act like who you want to be. Who you want to be, yeah. And don't take shit from nobody. Right, yeah. That's 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 what I appreciate about your characters because you knew who you were at that character. You didn't try to be anything you weren't. You just literally did, did the best. Was what I tried to do and what Rex taught me is literally turn the volume up on who you are. Yeah. Um, well, that's what makes the best character. It, it's a character of yourself. Right. Obviously, 
people got it confused, but you were. Well, it was so, it was so good. To, and it is so much fun to turn it up to. Yes. You know, like, I mean, as, as being taken, you know, this. so like being a heel. Yeah. Like, you know what's so fun about playing heel? Because I get to look at the camera, I get to look at you and give you everything that these negative people say about me. Right. So talk and tell me I'm crazy and cocky and I'm an arrogant little son of a bitch. And then tell me I get to go play heel. Right. All right, cool. So I get to go out and look at the camera and look at everybody in front of their face and play the asshole that you think I am. Right. You're and just giving them kind of what they want or their expectations <laughs> yeah. of who you should be. So you just. But then when you play the bad guy, they, then they're like, that was good shit. But so like, there's a right. thin line between love and hate. All the best. You, you, you Normally in the business, you're a face first, right? You learn the business by being a face because at least old school, the heels kind of like the back. So you learn from the old school veteran heels. They yeah. walk you through some matches. They yeah, you teach you how to work matches. Yeah, lead you through the whole thing. How to lead you through the whole thing. Um, you know, as you, you go up and scale, you learn uh, more skills. And, and it's easy for the heel to be a veteran, somebody who's a little more experienced, because they're the ones. Their job is basically to make that go right on the head, to make that uh, uh, face shine up. You know, you're supposed to make him look great. So right. I, I got to make them uh, feel sorry for you, and you got to draw their sympathy as well. So, uh, what are some of the best pairings that that you've seen in all of history? Do you think to where people drew that out of each other? Are you talking best parent, best opponent pairing, and you're talking about Indies or like just overall? Yeah, anywhere, anywhere. Your your choice. You talking about to just bring out the best in each other? Y yeah, you know, you, you have those certain people you work, and it's just magic. Magic, it's 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 not effort, it's not work. Like people call wrestling a work, but those certain people, uh, and, and it shines through. So uh, not just, tell me both. Tell me um, your experience, uh, both in singles and tag, who was the people you enjoyed that was the easiest to work. And then um, watching, from watching it from a, 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 a March standpoint, who do you think has that kind of? Well, I mean, as from a March standpoint, you know, like, you know, just going back to when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, watching. I mean, like Sting was the reason I wanted to get into business. So like mm -hmm. him and Flair were just a, a blast right. to watch. I love that. I liked well. him and Rick Rude. I thought that was fun. I thought Flair was a great heel because he made me hate him, and I always loved whoever he was wrestling. Well, he, he made, made they were made, short, he made them. You know, they had this thing making a. a, a Sean and Brett were so fun to watch. Like, and they, they could make anybody look like a man. Well, right? and like the, the, their, their, their uh, stuff together yeah. was was beautiful. Even though they hated each other. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> they didn't hate each other in real life. It works so beautifully as professionals, which happens sometimes. I work guys in the ring. I don't like before. I'm sure you, you have before yeah. as well. Um, from a fan standpoint, to me, one of the smoothest type matches I used to ever see were probably the um, series of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Monster Man Navy Savage. I mean, WrestleMania. That was, and a lot of people will talk about, and, and I watched that back not too long ago. That one was one. Okay, so here, here's how a match can go. Uh, 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 talking about a match, and, and, and I'm not killing kayfabe here. I think it's been dead for a minute or two. You can still kayfabe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you know how to work. If you're Are you work, talking about writing this thing down one to so the 250, like every step, like Savage did? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, versus like. Versus, versus sometimes like me and you will go in there and, and like have, have one or two things we call and that's it. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, everything else we just go with. Yeah, right. fly, fly and by and I, I've never had any problem who was which kind of work you are because I've seen 
But successful matches. Well, well, here's the, that's what I was gonna say. The difference is for me and what you're saying because right. I I agree with you the free flow, but I don't remember is that that walk that 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 match between him and Steamboat Savage was Steamboat, beautiful. It, you would have never known never. that it was wrote down. If I didn't know, one, two, 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 if I didn't know yeah. who Macho Man was in his history, and then I've seen and, and a lot of well, they say the documentaries and stuff too. They talk about yeah. Steamboat yeah. talk about it. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I've seen him, you know, talk Best about talk right. matches stuff. But for me personally, and and I, there's been guys that are really good at calling matches like during the match, and those guys I can work really big spots with because uh, uh, as long as I have little. Memory things because I don't have a good memory. I, ne- I never had before before the weed before. Yeah, before football and MMA and all that other bullshit. I still never had really really good quick memory like that yeah. to, to remember like choreography. So I couldn't really dance or anything else. And I had trouble with too much choreography in the matches. That's why I personally like being heel because I like to call the match and I knew I was going to be good at presenting the audience with not just the best of me but the best of who you are too yeah i mean and that well that's the great the responsibility changes too like from heel to face yeah you know because you know well at least when we were doing a lot of times because heels usually control it but also like as a face like my job is like to like like work like i'm like i'm fighting back right you know to to get to get sympathy but also to sell my ass off for, for what you're doing to me I want to make you look super strong. I'm glad you brought up selling. Selling is very important, very underrated, especially now. I sold my ass off back in the day, bro. Faces, especially guys like Ricky Morton, guys that could get the sympathy, really rose to the cream of the crop because of that. But there's something else that Sean sells his ass off. There's something that's dead today that, that bothers me that I don't see a lot of, and it's lackadaisical, if any, selling on the offensive side. Uh, when it comes to the body movements or facial expressions, when somebody has yeah. somebody in a hole yeah. or I'm hip tossing There's somebody. a lot of stuff about the day's product I don't like. There's more. And, and you know what the biggest problem is? The fine details, right? There ain't no finish moves no more, bro. No. Now, you got your signature move, bad. but it ain't a finish. No. Because everybody yeah, kicks out the first time. Right. you got to drill these dudes now with these things off the top, and like all of a sudden, every, I mean, there's no finish. Right. used to be, when I hit you, my finish is over with. You know what I'm saying? Cut up spots are our spot that used to be big shots back in the day. And, and what bothers me, like, okay, so I thought that's one of those coming from the legitimate place. And if they were applied in a real situation, we would have passed somebody up with them. And I believe with people's knowledge nowadays, those moves need to be given more respect because nobody's going to believe that he's either knocked somebody out or shot him, but I'm not worried to get out of hand. I'm shot him, so I'm shot him all over. Uh, uh, that's where my psychology moves from big man to sense. Now, wrestling my part is subjective. You have psychology to say, well, that's just a bad box for me. I don't have a lot of good of the wrestling be based on legitimate forecasts and beginning from that to nowadays where it's more than being animated or superhuman. I did it. I did it. I did it. I love it. I love it.
No, he protects the shit out of you. Yeah, he protects you. Uh, a lot of guys, you can get, you gotta understand there's a difference between injuring somebody and hurting somebody. You can hurt somebody and really injure them. Now, there's a lot of debate over. I'm sorry, stiffness. my spam is no, going right on the head. I'm doing a podcast. Yes, go ahead. Uh, stiffness versus uh, um, a worker. Uh, stiffness is how hard you're actually hitting somebody and how hard you're applying moves, lock ups, things of that nature. Uh, to, to work them is is the magic and one of the beautiful things that I wasn't always the best at. I had to throw stiff things a lot of times because I couldn't work the magic like some of the old school guys come through and, and make it look like you were legit killing somebody without touching them. Yeah. Um, I was known to be a little little, little tight too, man. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that was a lot of times with my buddies too. Like me and Johnny used to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the match called for it, or you were in front of somebody, and there were certain certain things I just felt looked and sounded a little better, a little a little stiffer, especially when you got closer. As long as I ain't clobbering you, man. Like, right. I kind of break jaws, black no, eyes. No, no. I, I no. just want, I, I want you to feel right. a little bit. Yeah, my hands like this, you know. Like, yeah. But then, like, me and John, I feel like there was an unwritten rule of wrestling that you'll never hit anybody harder than you hit your friends. Because we know it ain't a shield. You know, right. we've been boys for years. Like, yeah. if we got in there together and I swing one and get you a little tighter, you probably just take it with me. You have to dial in your working or the stiffness or how did, when you were first adjusting, you know, when we first start out, you, you don't know. Because I don't know. People work so different anywhere from guys you literally don't feel touch you and you, you have to do all sale right. to guys that, you know, knock the shit out of you. Yeah. And, you know, you feel it for the next two or three days. And I, I'm good with either one because yeah. um, I work my style, you work yours. But, but when you first started, was it difficult? Or did you ever get nervous about, like, am I going to hit too light or hit too hard? Because that's one of the things that I got nervous about, like, I was always nervous how to lay it in. Yeah. We were taught to lay it in. Okay? Well, I was, was always very nervous. stiff, but once I started wrestling yeah. some guys from the past, some, some Dr. Tom Pritchard, some guys, you know, Ricky Morton, some mm-hmm. guys like that. And right. And I was always nervous about how guys were going to hit me. Yeah. Because the only time I got nervous was throwing yeah. forearms. I don't like throwing forearms because I, I – and the reason why is because one of the first times I threw when I caught somebody with, like, I was right on like the back of their ear, like behind their ear. Yeah. I caught my tip of my elbow. Bah! Strength and weakness. You know, yeah, and I'm like, oh. So like every, after that, I was like, man, I don't like throwing forearms. But punches, I like, you know, like I said, for the most part, too, I would forewarn guys, like, listen, man, if I get you, if I These get you once, like, up, sorry, yeah. like, warn me, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it back a little bit. But because of the way I'm swinging and dropping, and like, I learned, like, I remember, like, Sky and Rex were big and teach me how to throw punches and learn as far as learning how to come in and then like dropping that elbow as you're swinging through i'm really dropping yeah Yeah, but it's there's connection but also like as i'm coming through with my elbow down it looks so good like it looks a worker's punch you know like i I really really like give those two guys credits like as far as like me learning to throw good punches yeah but me and johnny just clobber shut each other and then he'd be telling me in mid-swing i'd hit him one time bow he'd be Selling and looked at me like you motherfucker. <laughs> you know, as I'm coming back to get his ass again. But we also knew like, well, like there's just gonna be some some blows coming because I know I'm yeah. gonna get them. Forearms in the back, you know, stiff ass clothes. Him, I was working one time, and I because you don't you you don't never know. And I I'd worked him a few times, but never like that. He just I think it's more where he caught me than how stiff he caught me. He caught me right on the jaw. It, it dazed me, and, and I got a pretty good jaw, so you know he was. Yeah, he would. He oh, he gets sometimes, bro. Wow, but, but, oh my! But he was like, uh, he's like, oh, or something. I know some people think I'm too good, so it's like it's not bad. I just didn't know if this is the game we're playing. That's cool. It's like Rip Rogers. Like I can 
work to where we don't feel each other, or we can shoot punch each other in the face if you want to do that too. I just want to know going into it what to expect, you know? Like I don't. See, I wasn't ever about to shoot punches, but like I wasn't right. mind like I always just want to at least know you touch me, because like when you when you're not getting me. I don't like that. Like I want to be able to you know, feel it. Just feel it a little bit, so I can go with it good. Because there are some know. guys that do certain things that are so light with kicks and punches, mm-hmm. and they're so good at being locked that, from a, a personal perspective out there, it looks like they're murdering you. But you have to be. That's where selling skills come in because it's a working punch. It's a timing. Yeah, the timing yeah. and the speed. You know, yeah. the punch needs to be coming in fast because it's going to drop it. And it gives the illusion with the faster it is that, that it's hitting you harder and harder, yeah. whether you drop it or not. And and really, you know, it's like Ricky would say, you know, you can miss it by this much, I'll make it look like a minute Yeah, yeah. And, and that sometimes that happens, you know. I got a. They were magicians. They were fucking magicians. And it was a big boot where the timing was so good that, that I don't think you need to touch me. But, but it looked but it looked nasty right based just off the way that everything worked together him stepping through me me time the bump my head going sideways right this uh, everything and it's like oh uh, it looked like he killed him and i don't even think he touched me. right right and it was, those are one of those two when it happens like right away like whether you're delivering the boot or taking the Take bump the you fucking hit it you, and you're like that was good that was like good. you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. lay on the mat like oh that was good yeah because there's, there's laid in, there's solid, and then there's, uh, you need to lighten up when this is Oh, then there's people kicking their head and hitting the mat and going, like, yeah. seeing stars. Like, yeah. oh, shit, what are we doing next? Yeah, like, like hey, where the fuck am I? Right. I've had a few of those, too. You know, but that's, I think it's pay, man. It, it's, it is, and I've heard, I, I saw somebody on again, they, they made them joke, and they not. I, I don't really answer to these anymore, but it was like, uh, it, I think it said, if you watch wrestling, you're a fake-ass something, and I'm like, that's like saying, if you watch movies, you're a fake-ass something. Or it's that big debate, of, is wrestling fake or not? Okay, it's not kayfabe. Uh, yes, we know who's going to fucking win in the end. Yes, sometimes something moves before you grab. Is it fake? No, it is 180 degrees opposite of fucking fake. Yeah, that is I was telling really you, I don't say fake. It's fake is the wrong word. I've boxed, I've done MMA, I've done grappling tournaments. Never have I been as much pain or been hurt or put through the ringer like I have in professional wrestling. And that's insane. I tell people all the time, I say, it just fakes the wrong way. Fakes the wrong word. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's predetermined. Uh, right. It's a show. It's, it's a work. It's, it's a work. It's like, we know who's going to lose. Work. Like, it's a storyline. You call it male soap opera. I don't care what you call it. Right. Fakes the wrong word. Fakes the wrong word. That's why we got like, like, Yeah, because I tell you, like, you I was like, I was like, fake would be like if I had, had a stunt double to come get slammed. Like in a movie. Yeah, that's fake, bro. A movie's fake. A movie's fake. That's CGI. That's fake. Yeah, you watch Avengers, but you can't. See that what we go through right. is legit, and it is yeah. legit. There's and athleticism to it. There's it's even, legit. Even there's acting, athleticism. There's pain. There's there's I mean, work. It's, it's like you said. It's live. It's right there in front of people. Yeah, and it's and and, and it's live. Yeah. There are no take as we are right now. As we are right now, now. And like no take twos, bro. But I love that. That I mean, it. it You're more because yourself, well, hey, well, well, hey. Hey, like, I mean, we've been sitting here talking, and I forget that the camera's here. Yeah, because it's just like me and you bullshit. That's what I love about my show is I tell people all the time, like, oh, there's anything I need to know. Yeah, the first thing you know is this is not an interview. It's a conversation. Whether we know each other or not. Right. Whether we either know each other and we're catching up or we're getting to know each other, and that's all it is. And then and then even still, being able to, for whoever listens, maybe some who, who know us that 
we've shouted out to who know what we go through and relate or people who have never been through what we're talking about and get an insight it's like okay like these are things that these that we don't get to hear about like right you know because the you know me being 34 just turned 34 and i started pro wrestling at 16. now i'm not going to sit here and say i've done it for you know, I, I mean, 18 right, years. Right, there's time I, off, I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I haven't done it right I've been around yeah. six years other right. than going and, and meeting Rex. Yeah. For him to work out with me, which was the final piece of the Rex story that I would like to tell real fast. But Go ahead and cover that, and then we'll get back to yeah, the shots before we go. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, but they said, why don't you still do it? Or why, you know, and a, a lot of people are still saying you should That's why I put it. a question mark because we've had this conversation. And I still, times. there is a piece that still wants to There's do it. a question mark. It's just like Rick said. Rick said, I feel like I left some things well, I undone. Done. Well, I have some things to accomplish, but there are things I didn't. Well, and I, I talked And he's doing so it at 50. So I, how old are you? I'm 34. I know. I know. But I, so I talked to Rex. Right. I've been talking to Rex a little bit. And so, and, and he's just kind of like, I'll meet you down at TWE and work out with you if you if you really want to go do it, right? Just to see where you're at. And now this was months ago. This was back in like March. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, so Rex is offered to go. So I'm like, all right, fine, like let's go. Like I'll meet you down there. Right. So I get down there, and it was so funny, man, because I went and bought knee pads. The only thing I went and bought and it's a tape for my wrist. But just so I had some pads because I, I like I have no gear anymore. But like right, I just whole sword behind that. But I don't have any gear. So I just go on these pads. I get there and I put knee pads on. And I'm taping my wrist up and I, I step up on the apron and I go to like step through the ropes like you know and right most motherfuckers would do. And Rex said, oh, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "What?" And he was just like, "You in a ring like that?" He's like, "Come on, man." He's like flip over the top rope like you, like you always have, <laughs> right? And I couldn't believe that he was even like, I'm correct. Like, well, I can't believe he even remember. We remember that like that was something I was doing. And I was just like, all right, you know, like damn, like right now, call me out, like right. So I fucking, Again, right. great thing about having like somewhere like having your corner, you don't have to worry about bullshit or blowing smoke up. Yes, but he called me out. Yeah, and it's been five and a half years. I was pull back. It is. And, I, and I hit it, and, and then I, I just started running the ropes. And like, yeah, and this is an 18 foot ring. Last time I worked at TW, it was that 16 footer. Right. So the ring's already bigger, and I ain't done anything cardio. I already knew right. I'm about to get blown up in my shirt, so I was hitting the ropes. And I come like back and forth. I think I hit them three times or something. <coughs> and I like, hit the ropes and come back to race and step up. Like, Ready? Boom. Close on me. Right. And I bumped. I was like, Oh shit! You know, like first bump five hundred years. I was like, oh, you God. feel it, you feel it. Yeah, and he picked me up and suplexes me, body yeah, slams not me. Fake. Not no, fake. no, it's not fake. And listen, when there's no crowd, like ain't nobody watching. Ain't no. I mean, my adrenaline was flowing a little bit because it's been five and a half years. And yeah. It's rest, right? But not like, not like when there's two hundred people and that you're entertaining, you know, and like, and there's a story and it's a show and the lights, right, and, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same thing. So getting, I mean, just that first close, I'm boom, and I snap, but of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, I took took to that, boom, it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, but and getting slammed, body slam, suplex, you know, he formed me at the time, we do a couple things, and then I, I, I drop kicked Jaden a couple times, I was blown up, bro, I was so blown up, but like, Rex just looked at me, gave me some praise, said that he, he thought I could do it again, and then like, I'm, and I feel like I probably could. And then, like, I go home, and then a few weeks later, like, I have fluid on my knees. It's like, right. 
massive, bro. Well, like I'm dealing with things that I don't even really know what's going on. Right. I just got a new job. I got some health insurance. Right. I might can go find out what's up. If right. I if if I do end up going and getting checked out, and I might be sending healthy to potentially try to so play around again. Possibly answer your question. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, no decisions right now because. But I, when and if you ever do that, make that decision, or we'll bring you on the show. Uh, uh, to like make it in front of everybody. I just I feel like that. I'll be honest with you though. I feel like that if I went to try to do it again, I, I just don't know that like that this the NBC being so different and all my guys that I wrestled with are gone. But, right. Yeah. You know, it'd be a whole different. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking like. Do I want to beat myself up for 40 bucks? And then how do I go about it to like train properly and get in the best shape I've ever been? If I'm okay, if I've got, and there's just some, some things I got to check out my shoulders. And right. Neck. I, I do need to do that. Yeah. I haven't had health insurance in a long time, but I guess I'm, I'm going to take some, we'll see. Right. Even if I got the best shape of my life, man, I would only want to do it if I could push it to the Right. And that's where we're going to stay. Well, I think I think physically, if you find everything's all right, then there's no doubt you're you could still do that physically. But mentally, again, would you be willing to make those sacrifices that it takes? But again, don't answer. Just think about it. We'll we'll stall it because we have to predict the season. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to we're going to do that. Uh, Let's cover Like I said, first game is going to be against the Arizona Cardinals. I got the pull the season up. So let's talk about that game. Sorry, guys, we got wrestling, we got Titans football, we got everything here, guys. We got everything. And, and there's a lot more. He'll be back on the show a bunch because this is still just a little. Oh, uh, well, if we do mid-season Titans podcasts, is what we should do, bro. We're like, well, every couple of weeks, we start our thing about together. And then, yeah. we, we may even have to do one uh, live from the game. Uh, oh, I'm watching. Uh, on the tail here. One of the two ways. We could podcast at a tailgate session, bro, before the game. Absolutely. That would be a great thing to do, too. Get together so we can get, we can get all kinds of Titans fans stopping in and say hi and like give thoughts on the season. Yada, yada. We could pick a game to do that. That right. sounds like a smart idea. So. so there's something to look forward to, uh, maybe as a part of uh, the Chronic Adventures. Like I said before, while he's looking that up, uh, kind of branched out network or the chronic network now which includes chronic conversations which will be anywhere from one to three episodes a week as well as intermittent episodes of what we're going to call chronic conversations it could be something anywhere from like that's one of the titans game or honeymoon it could be the ghost hunting um caving like there's no telling what we might do on the chronic adventure show all right so we you found it if we're going to predict that, that if we're going to predict this schedule, Mr. Jerry Anderson slash Leonard, Leonard slash Anderson, are we going to come to an agreement on these games or are we just going to call it, you call it, I call it, how you want to do it? Uh, I, feel like, I feel like that you, you, your, your lovely wife over there should write this down. Because maybe what we should do it's is gonna predict be real them hard. separate. Read, go ahead and read off the schedule because it's going to be real, real hard for me to pick against them. Until maybe I see something like I need to see. But that's what's fun about doing it in the preseason, it, it is, bro. Because we don't so, know yet. No, and it's, it's so like we go by on paper. Like you sometimes know. there's very little changes that are, that are actually made between one season and another. And this this season from coaches are uh, we have a new offensive coordinator, uh, uh, lots of new things going on, lots of new players. Uh, you know, so it, it's definitely going to be something different than we're used to, right? 
I don't know the difference of word because I mean we won eleven games last year. I expect us to be better. Yeah, evolved. I'll say more evolved. Uh, be better. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Jay Henry gonna run two thousand yards again, but right. I'm just saying like we. But are, not. It's possible. Right. But here's the thing, bro. You can't put eight in the box. No. Because you, you got Julio and Adam. Opens yeah. things up even more for even more. Yeah. It's, See, you got me excited, bro. Talking about what, so what's possible. So week one, players. Cardinals at Titans. I mean, that is a Titans win. That's a you Titans guys are going to be there. Yeah, we're going to be there to see that one. So and that's a, that's a Titans win. That's a Titans win. That's in Nissan. They're trying oh, to right. the, Yeah. Now we got week two. Playing now now we got week two at Seattle, but. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, and I'm going to give that one to the Seahawks. As much as I don't want to give that one to the Seahawks. It, it's hard, but... I'm only going to give it to them because I'm being hurt. It's the, it's, there's the possibility there. Like I said, it's... it's it, oh, it's that's going to be a good-ass so game. That could be a Super Bowl preview. That could. It could. It really could. What do you say? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I want to say we go 13 games... Without loss this year, Damn first geez. thirteen games. Oh my god! First thirteen. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how crazy bold I I feel about this year. Now I know I'm I probably exaggerating <laughs> a bit, but yeah, you're being you know biased, dog. You ain't, and, and you I ain't am, let me read the schedule. Dude. No, no. And I, look here. There was a time when we went so many games in our stadium without being defeated. Yeah, but we're not all at home. We're, we're not, but I believe. The fan support is at an all-time high, too. That's when they help out. Hey, I like the fact you're bold as hell, Jerry. I'm bold, man. I might as well go for it. Look, man, play space with me. I still do good. I make some bold <laughs> predictions. I make some bold-ass <laughs> predictions. No. Okay. Well, then we don't even need to go through this. But it's, I mean, we do okay, with me, I guess. If, if, see, if it's hard not knowing. Go ahead and read the rest of the schedule. Let me get through. I mean, we got, we're we're at Seattle. When we got the Colts at home, which I think is a win. I'll be there again, hopefully. Um, we got at the Jets. That's a win. At Jags. That's a win. Bubble at home Monday night. It's at home. It should be a win. It should be a win. We beat the hell out of them at Nissan Stadium last year. Uh, now, granted, it was under funky circumstances. So that's that's COVID, that that should be a win. Got opposite of five KC, it's, it's, it's Tennessee. I mean, I'm just going to give Kansas City the win there because we're going to be knock them out in the playoffs. So, uh, we'll give Kansas City a win there. So, that's two losses. At Indianapolis, I think we're sweeping the whole damn division this year. Indy loses. Yeah. Um, at the Rams, we play Kansas City once or twice. I think I'll give the that that game a loss. At LA, oh wait a minute though. Yeah, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, that's Sunday night football. Um, I don't know. That might be a Titans win. It's uh, pulling. It's too. It's not just. Let's go Titans win there. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Uh, Saints, in, Saints in Nashville is a win for the Titans. Texans in Nashville is a win, uh, win for the Titans. Playing Patriots in New England, that's a win. So other than the Seahawks, you almost agree with me that we can go 13. Uh, the, the Steelers in Pittsburgh. See, that one. That that's one game 14. So That's game 14. So I'll um, say. I think that's a loss. I'm going to say that's our first loss. I'm gonna the Niners in Nashville is a win. The Dolphins in Nashville. Oh man, some of them. I'm gonna give that one a. I'm gonna give that one a win. I don't think two is beating us, and we beat the Texans. I almost had three losses. 
Yeah. So basically, fourteen and three. Fourteen and three with the first thirteen, other than Seahawks. So that's the only team in the first thirteen. I think that's so a, literally. Now, I do. One. Now I will say this. I think like I, it's fun predicting the schedule. Right? I've also said I think floor for us is twelve and five. That's the floor. Yeah. The ceiling. Is fourteen and three. Yeah. Maybe even fifteen and two. Maybe. That's the ceiling. That's right. like if we're like healthy all year, things our rookies are bad. Yeah, like right. if everything works out perfectly, you know, we, we could be Got a fifteen it. and two ball Got club. It. But Got I think it. even so, but I think even at twelve and five. Definitely we do our midseason show, we'll come back and look at these predictions and, and see how we do. I'm giving my preseason prediction that it's gonna be a Titans Packers Super Bowl. Titans, Packers. Oh, write that down. You know, I'm going to say, uh, and, and it's mostly because we talked about this earlier, just because it's a, a bucket list or wet dream of mine, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bucks getting back to the Super Bowl, but uh, not repeating their, their win like they did. No, because the Titans knock them out. The Titans going to knock them out. So so hey, I'm down Titans, too. Hey, as long as the Titans win the bowl, bro. And right, I, I feel like that this year, like, we've got, we got a real shot. I really, I look, I'm a bias-ass fan, but I'm also a realistic fan. Realistically, there's a lot of teams that Julio Jones is a fucking monster if he's healthy. He's a game changer. And AJ Brown's the same one. And that's on offense, and we haven't even gotten defense. If we if we stop some of these third downs and just plug just that's the thing now. We're getting down to so so little holes that and other ones aren't opening up. We've had that problem in the past too, right? Where you plug one hole and two more fucking open. Uh huh. So as long as that doesn't happen either, I feel like we have what it takes to get the Super Bowl. Bro. I don't think there's another team out there that us, uh, like you said, healthy. Like you said, I'm bi- I'm a biased fan, but I'm also Absolutely. a realistic fan. Um, I, I didn't pick us to go to the Super Bowl or get the AFC title game in 2019. No, I, I don't either. Last year, I thought we we could potentially be Super Bowl Super Bowl contenders, you know, and our defense was just fucking horrible, mm-hmm. and we weren't. But, <laughs> but, but what how we did just we did with then, the defense we had? It's pretty exactly. amazing. That's what I'm saying. We won 11 games. With the, one of the worst defenses in football. So, so what, mean, if we're, what, what if we're halfway? Hey, that's I tell everybody. All we gotta do is be 16th. Yeah. There are 32 teams in the league. We just need to be 16th. That's all we need. If we can have the 16th ranked defense and our offense still be a top five offense, which if everybody stays healthy, it it's, will be a top three great. offense. It's gonna be fucking elite. Who the hell stops us? Come January when they can't no, put January. when they put can't put eight people in a box to stack against Derek and they only got six in the box uh, and then Derek's averaging seven yards to carry those stiff arms those fucking superhero stiff arms he's a monster he's a monster he he reminds me of John, Javon Curse but fucking running the ball dude AJ Brown too people don't understand is uh, a is an absolute stud yes I mean the dude like the Titans. Doesn't have a, a necessarily a marquee name outside. Yeah, he started to. He was ranked 62 in the top 100. Yeah. He started. I'm telling you, man. We're peeking further. There's people well, that are mature. ESPN and did a poll of top, or like put out their top 10 wide receivers. Julio was five. AJ was 10. After that, we only that, team, we had we only got team that got two in the top 10. My God. Uh, anything else you want to uh, talk about or tell people about before you got anything coming up? Uh, singing wise, karaoke, you have anything coming up? Or no, man, I sing, I sing for fun. Just, just random. As of now, well, look fun. him up on YouTube anyway. And if you're at one of the places he frequents, go see him. Uh, great singer. Um, 
does a really good job. I do I do think it's funny I have to mention this. So when you posted that I was gonna be on the on the on the deal, somebody asked about sing the national anthem. So so I'm I'm in charge of getting the national anthem singers for the fights. We had somebody for twenty eighth fight, so she probably thought when I said you're an amazing singer, she probably automatically thought that. Well, she just said we. She commented back on it and said we yeah, love him, and I was yeah. like, I don't know who she is. Yeah, she's she's fam. That is Kevin Kenamore's wife. She's she's the brains behind the operation. Love you, Kevin. She's the brains behind the operation. Okay, I was uh, like, I, maybe she's heard me sing somewhere so karaoke right. or something. I was like, there's no, no way. There's she, no way. Yeah, she. I think she just trusts my taste when I said you're amazing. Oh, she automatically thought, oh, this is the one that sang the National Anthem. Um, is that something you've done before? Have you ever sung the National Anthem? Yeah. No. I've, I've been a little interested in doing something like that. You know what? I say no. I may have done it TWE one night. Right, right. Like, or not by, not by myself, but I think I did have a mic that was like doing music one night. I, right. I, would you consider doing something like that? Because if I would. you do, then, then I, I would definitely uh, talk I need to them. Um, uh, yeah, we just you need to let me know. Though. I'll let you know. I got I got to work that. I got to work my voice out or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Because the thing about that. the national anthem too is that that's something that you could kind of make your own yeah. a little bit. Fit you know? in the the mold of the yeah the mold of the, 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 the pitch. It, yeah, well, yeah, wherever I'm most comfortable. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, I haven't played that in a while, but I used to play with that. That's my, just like in wrestling. You know who you were. I think the same thing when I hear you sing because. <clears throat> all the songs, you're really good at picking songs. I, I remember back in the day at American Idol when people could actually sing. The song choice was so important. I think you're really good at your song choice and things you decide to cover because you make it yours, but you make it bad at the same time. So it's almost like a cool new version that's very familiar. To well, yeah, I, I, I think, well, I mean, uh, I, man, I just go out and sing karaoke. And like, if I. I'm all worst critics. So like, if I post up on Facebook, like, I don't, I don't really have anything on YouTube. But on Facebook, like, on my own page, I'll share stuff sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, entertainers usually are their own worst critic. And I am mine, especially right. music. Right. Like, when it comes to me singing, like, other people can love it. And I can hear it back and, and be like, like, I'm not, like, you know, like, there may be a long time. Like, there may be my shows and not be totally disgusted by my own voice. Yeah. 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 You know, like, like, and then when you're singing. Like, oh, my like, God. Why would somebody want to watch this shit? You know, like, it's great. And I'm like, and I'll hear it. You know, it was okay. You know, like, this piece was good, but this wasn't. And, like, right. we used, I start picking myself apart. So if I post something on Facebook, typically, unless I'm drunk and doing it live. Yeah. I don't do that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's too probably because it just releases some more of your inhibitions and you're not overthinking it as much. Like everything else, like no matter how talented you are, there's a mental side to everything, whether it's wrestling, something athletic, or singing, or anything, anything like that. So well, there's a mental side of everything. Everything. So yeah, I feel like, like that's another one of the things you talk for that part of it. You have it. Thank you for being the young man in the broadcast. I'll do the send off and then I'll let you go ahead and talk for that.